The Fashion Geeks are hosted and powered by Blueberry. That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Thinking of launching a podcast? Want your episodes to be deployed smoothly? Go to Blueberry.com, type in the word fashion, and get a deal on us. Just put in the word fashion. Blueberry. Always host fly. Hello, I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. And we're we're the the Fashion fashion Geeks. geeks. Trying to make New York. And the world. Well, New York is the world. A little flyer, one outfit. And podcast. At a time. Back together again. Again and again and again. Oh, wait, I did that already. (laughs) That's all right. Well, clearly, clearly this is a theme. I like that because hopefully that means I'll see you very soon to do a few more eps. So, yes, please continue. Continue those words. Well, I do have some travel in the future. Oh, no, stop. But I'm making money, so that's no, important. No, that's good. Absolutely, absolutely. Got to make the dollar. Welcome, everybody. I am Fashion Geek number one, Reg Ferguson of New York Fashion Geek. To my side, ride or die. Fashion Geek number two, Tiffany Minitel Schreiber here at your service. Oh, yeah. Tiff not traveling. Decided to make a trip to the studio. Yes, it was a long trip. One <laughs> hour. Well, the city's big. It's five boroughs. Yeah, and when it rains, nobody knows how to drive. I've always been told that. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but it's been raining the entire month, so they should know it by now. I took the train. I usually take the train. But... Yes, I know. I thought you were going to take the train today. I was a little surprised. Yeah, I had to be somewhere else. So anyway, we are back doing our lovely podcast to support your awesome business. Oh, thank you so much. What is your business, Reg, for those who are just joining us? I'm a men's fashion consultant. Yeah, you are. I help men improve their look. We go from closet inventory to personal shopping and everything in between. Consider me a personal trainer for fashion. Love that line. You know I had to have you say it because we, we haven't said it in a while. No, so we haven't said it in a long time. got to remind the uh, listeners of uh, the purpose of why we're here. And look at my look at my new workout outfit. Oh, yeah, your workout. <laughs> that three-piece number sure is nice. <laughs> Love the workout towel in uh, in your pocket there. Hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know I'm about to. I have an appointment right after this, so you gotta you gotta look good to do good. Absolutely. So because when you look good, you play good. That's right. AI. Alan Iverson. Oh. I was like, AI, I yes, artificial yes, intelligence? Okay. No, I know. I realize that. I'm so sorry. It's just totally throwing so, it no, out I there. Know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So um, since we've not been together for a while, I'm assuming yes, you've been, been uh, pretty busy, you know, doing stuff. Yeah, just constantly working on the biz. Actually, I'm about to undergo like an email system change and switch platforms to Office 365. And Oh, I had a little taste of that in one of my jobs. Oh, and then also getting ready to really step up, level up, and do the CRE thing for the business. CRE. Yeah, software. CRM. Sorry. CRM. CRM software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so customer, I'm, database, everything. Oh. Market, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, the uh, the anacronyms are throwing me today, apparently. Ah, yes. The, anac- <laughs> the anacronyms, really. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Are those the dangerous acronyms? Oh, did I say an acronym? <laughs> yes, you said Acronyms. The <laughs> ones, they're creeping. Let me drink my water. <laughs> I'm wondering what's in the water. So. I know, right? I have to ask Search if he gave me the other stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just trying to, trying to, I got to take it to another level. You've been shopping lately? No. 
No. No? No, I've been shopping with clients. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to an appointment right after this. But uh, no, I mean, obviously the suit is a collabo. And it, it happened out of a, a conference or something. It happened that you went for to. me going to CTDA. Yep. Big shout out to Peter Antoniadis. So my my boy P hooked me up with the fabric. Had some fabric lying around. Right. I plucked down some dough, snagged <laughs> it, and then uh, I was referred to a tailor. And big shout out to Sam of Herringbone and Sweet. And we're going to try to make some magic happen. I think try to do a collabo. Did, during this uh, experience, did you were you offered a beverage? No. I know that came out of left field, didn't it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, no. Because I got a topic. Okay, well, what do you got? <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to get to this the, the point of um, there's a new thing happening to draw shoppers into stores. What's that? A little perk that you don't get when you're shopping online. Well, I guess you could do it at home, I suppose. I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. Have you ever experienced going shopping and they offer you uh, wine or champagne or something on the rocks to drink while you're shopping? I mean, kind of. I mean, even you and I, when we went to when we went to David Reeves, he had a bar set up. Right. I mean, well, a I, lot of the men clothiers have bar set ups. Bespoke's tailoring does yes. that, yeah, yeah, because they want to, you know, want you to relax and feel like you've gotten extra. Stuff. I'm talking about. Like going into Nordstrom. You know ah, that big Nordstrom that just opened in the, the city? The 57th Street one. Yep. What They're about? offering cocktails. <laughs> How do you know this, Tiff? Oh, I read about it. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? You sure? Uh, that's not personal experience? Oh, dude, I just read about it yesterday. I haven't had an opportunity, but tomorrow I'm going to go check it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish you would record that experience so we could have that audio oh. so we could use it for a podcast. I kid you not. Dude, I when I read this article, what? I was like, finally, they're getting it. The retailers are getting finally, it. Finally, they're getting it? You oh, find yeah. this exciting? Dude, I have to tell you. Please tell me. I went to an event about, it had to have been two years ago. Yes. It was a, um, it was a, a fundraising event at, at a, at a, at a, at a retail store, a woman's clothing store. She used to be right. a model. Uh, right next to her store, she had a resale shop so she, where she resold high-end clothing. Oh. Um, and for the fundraiser at her store, she was giving a certain percentage off of all items, and, and uh, every dollar was going to fund the cause, which was helping homeless women uh, and their children find uh, uh, homes and, 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 uh, and education for the, the school children. That's nice. So basically you're shopping for a cause. Um, this woman is genius. She had champagne there. Did she know champagne. I was coming? <laughs> she must've known I was coming because I walked in the door and the bar, it was like white wine, red wine, and champagne. I was like, Oh, she is covering all her bases. Let me tell you, I walked out of that store five hours later with $800 of items in my bag. Oh, damn. <laughs> really? Yep. I was shopping for a cause. I got a discount, 25%. That's nice. On some stuff I am That's still okay. wearing today. Okay. Really nice things. That's good. Unique things. Not the Gap stuff. Not the, not the you know, the, the name brand 
stuff I used to get. This was like boutique stuff, right. really nice stuff. Right. Not wah-wah stuff. And I had a buzz. Okay, really? Yep. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I, okay. You're speechless. Just, because I think this is weird. So I've heard about the Nordstrom thing. I'm aware of it. Matter of fact, I read an article recently. I'm a subscriber to New York Magazine because I keep magazines in business. Uh, yeah, you do. I do. So have three in my bag right now. So I read this article, and this lady, you should read the New York article. It's really funny. Big shout out. I can't, I can't remember the author's name. I'll oh, this was sure a Washington though. Post article, just WashingtonPost.com. You can find it. Your article. Yeah, the right, one I read. Right. So right, for, for the I'm readers, if they want to Google it, right. it's a good, it's a fun article. Mine uh, is fun as well. And essentially, they have bars on certain floors. You're allowed to take your drink between certain floors, but not all floors. Those drinks are expensive. Well, the double figure cocktails, right? Seventeen, eighteen dollars. But after two of them, you don't really care. Well, that's what she said. <laughs> she actually returned her items. She just went <laughs> off. Then she thought she ripped something because she was buzzed. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. To to Tiff's point earlier, when we go to men's clothiers to tailors, custom tailors, they have bars. They have a bar set up, a wheeled bar or maybe something on a shelf. And I think that just harkens back. That's become a thing over the past 10 years about if you're going in for a made-to-measure program or a bespoke suit, it's a club atmosphere. Yes. It's the guys. If you're the hanging dude, out with the, the guys, you're the doing dudes, the thing. It's the bros. So, matter of fact, big shout-out to Institute. I went there for a potential collabo for clients. And they had a setup. I'm grown. So, you know, brother asked me. I was like, if you want. I mean, I literally looked at him and said the same. I said, if you want to. I mean, my look said it all. Like, this is not important to me. No. It's not going to change anything. I'm not going to have multiple rounds. And I wasn't there to make any type of purchase. It was about learning more about their business. Oh, I wasn't there to, to make see. a purchase either. <laughs> See, this is this is what's weird about <laughs> all this. They got me, and then the next right. day I considered returning. Ah, uh, see, I, I looked at the bill and I go, "Do I really? Did I really? <laughs> where who, where was I, tried, I when I did this? I tried everything back on again, and let me tell you, I felt just as good wearing that stuff the second day as the day, night I bought it when I had a personal shopper working with me, bringing stuff for me, as well as another glass of champagne. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll try this on. I'll try this on. And modeling, I kept it all. It, it made me feel good the second day without the well, champagne. that's important. You know, here's what's interesting. As a former bartender here in New York City, I'm well aware that the beauty of the bar business is and you know also as a former restaurant manager is the high margin. Yep. Right. I always said if I opened, if I could open any type of food and beverage business, I'd open up a bar. Like years ago, growing up, I wanted to. I wanted to have a bar. Wow, like right. a lounge. You never knew I wanted, that I wanted to have a lounge. Lounge. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to have. I a could lounge. totally see you. Yeah, I wanted. A I lounge. wanted to have a lounge, and but I, I mean, kind of light, not seriously. And I almost, I almost tried to do it overseas. Um, that was another thing, but I did whether it was overseas or here, I didn't really do it seriously. So I was curious. The point is the margins are so high. Nordstrom is an interesting 
situation, right? Their recent, you know, quarterlies haven't been as good. They have the balls and the chutzpah to be candid to open up a flagship store in New York City mm. on 57th Street, the former home of Coliseum Books. So that's heartbreaking for me. But that was a long time ago. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that that was so long ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the point is, is this, I guess my question to you, because clearly you're on board. You are, you are down. You're going to Nordstrom tomorrow. I love, I love if we could get a live remote. Like, or at least record something. Like, record something on your phone. <laughs> Tiffany at Nordstrom. Well, God, I get back. Hey, hey. Help. I, gosh. I just, I, I guess, I don't know. I guess this is this strong you. moral streak in me. I wasn't going to go in that store because I see it. I don't, I, I, I like Nordstrom Rack. That's more my price line. And I wasn't even going to go into to Nordstrom, but then I read that article, and I'm like, well, if I can get a cocktail and walk around and see, <laughs> see what it's all about, then I'll go buy it at Rack. <laughs> That's bad, isn't it? It is what it is. Well, too. the article also argued that it might be creating a problem, you know, encouraging people to drink and, you know. I don't think people are going to go crazy. I just... I'm How do really... they do it with the the? You got to have a license to serve alcohol in oh, New yeah? York. It's well, pretty yeah. stringent, and they don't give those licenses out like that. No, I mean I'm sure it's not that difficult for someone who actually serves on his community board. Oh, there you go. And on specifically permits and licenses, in which that's what we do. I literally just had a meeting yesterday, in which we gave a sidewalk cafe license to a restaurant that already had a license. It really depends on the community board. Right. I don't know that community board. Well, the, but they have three. I think Nordstrom has correct me if I'm wrong. Three bars in there. Uh, don't I don't I think so. It, it was definitely more than one. I report after tomorrow. <laughs> I'll hit them all. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Let us move on to please. All right. Well, the other thing I wanted to talk about, we yes. kind of started a conversation a couple of podcasts back that's sort of been hanging in my mind. Um, and it was about, uh, you remember we were talking about counterfeit? Sure. Counterfeit items? Absolutely. Counterfeit, I think it was sneakers. Yes. Yeah, we're talking we were about talking sneakers. About. Yeah, we're talking about kicks. So I was, I was uh, thinking to myself, um, you know, I didn't understand. I'm like, okay, because I bought counterfeit stuff. I'm going to own up right now. I, I've hit what? Canal Street. Like I was on second Canal, day I landed in New York City. <laughs> I went to Canal Street. I was, on, I was on Canal last week and I saw these ladies. They have these laminated, these laminated things that they flash them. Yeah, for the bags. I haven't I'm been like, down in a long time, so oh I don't God know. Oh my gosh! Is it still? Is it still like the center I, of? It's uh, still a thing. Of you might get that something is that not, you, might not what you want. When I think of Canal, that is not the way I view it because my Canal Street memories start in the seventies. Oh so yeah, no, mine started in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, now it's it's counterfeit bag central. Yeah, well, it it was then too. I got my my family Rolex watches. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, I, I remember the Folex. <laughs> they look good, and you can wash them and dry them, and they would still be okay. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! So that that brings to question the, the, what what kept lingering in my mind is yes. well, what's so bad about the counterfeits? Everything. So this is something we want. I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. So um, one thing we talked about is how sometimes, a lot of times, these counterfeit items are being made in the actual uh, manufacturing yes. warehouses right. it just that the actual yes. item is being made. Yes. Yes. Right. So it is the exact same product. 
Right. Except without. It's the, just priced differently. Right. Because one has the label and one doesn't. I mean, that's the power of brand. So my question is why it's the power of brand. Yes. So you've got one person wearing the counterfeits and you've got one person wearing the real deal. Your brand is still out there. How is, what's, what's, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Sure. What's the, I know the, uh, the bad side is the dollars on the counterfeit don't end up in the dollars right. of the real brand. Yeah. But you've got your brand out there. You've got brand recognition. And they're not really. But in an illicit way that takes away. Here's the thing. I hear what you're saying. So we gave we gave a very ideal situation in which you have the factory line, one rolls off for a brand and one is unbranded. But we know it doesn't always go down like that. No, because the fakes have brands on them too. No, but what I'm saying is you also have poor quality. I mean, it, this thing runs a range now. Right. You can have it used to I mean there is some poor quality but then there's some high quality stuff out there. Right. That's what I'm saying. It it runs a, it runs a range. That's <laughs> like why I had to catch myself. You can't tell the difference. You right. really can't. Nowadays it's it's hard to and that's why I was giving a shout out to Goat. So Well, let me bring something else up. Sure. Those who are buying counterfeits, are they the real market for the brands anyway? I think that's an excellent question. I don't even know how well I can answer it intelligently. So I have a I have a casual friend from NYU, from Stern. I'm going to shout him out, too. I'm going to play you out, Sean Wilson. But not in a bad way. I haven't seen him in a long time. So if he hears this, he'll come at me. He once was my client, and I remember I just started chuckling because he his whole his whole strategy was – Getting real stuff and getting fake stuff and combining it. Oh. And I remember looking at him, my jaw dropped. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, yeah. So you get a Louis Vuitton bag that's real, and then you go to Canal Street and get a fake Rolex. I was like, Sean, this is insane. He was like, no, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a, it's a great idea. It works. And he was like, and you balance it. You blend it. I still, I mean, I'm chuckling right now. I'm just like, what? I get what he's saying. Because then, you know, everybody would think he got the real deal. Everything is real. How about just getting the real deal? Because you can't afford it. Then don't get the real deal and just wait. But it's status. You got to have the real deal because it's status. (sighs) Listen, I was a kid once. I'm grown now. And my point is, of course, as a kid, there are these things. You know how that works. We all do. Went to our parents, went to our grandparents in my case. Got to have this, got to have this, got to have this. God bless my grandparents who seemingly were able to divine the difference between what I really needed and what I wanted. And also me having a job, you know, some type of part-time job, after-school job, for me to get the things to fill in the gaps if they didn't. Because my point is now, whether you're a kid, but more importantly, what it sounds like we're talking about, Tiffany, is from an adult standpoint. Like, hey... I want to get this stuff. I want to get this type of swag. Blah, 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 right. blah, blah, blah. I must have it. Right. Yeah, there, I must have it. Yeah. Right. I mean, here's the thing. I've never gone to the extreme. If you remember, because I think you said you saw all of it now, Confessions of a Shopaholic, we're talking about a situation in which this woman essentially is making a choice between paying rent and making a purchase. 
Yes. I've never done that. I never will do that. I'm more patient now than ever before in terms of purchasing, in terms of buying. There's, if there are things within, uh, within my reach, then they're within my reach. If there are things that are out of my reach, that's just going to be okay. Right. But that's not okay for the people who buy these counterfeits. <laughs> you have to know that. So what is their mentality? Because I don't claim to really know or I, understand. I don't know either, but it's a, it is a big problem, this article that I read. Because, you know, I read your articles when you send them to me. <laughs> and uh, and it's, uh, it's so big that a lot of these brand retailers are going to follow suit. Uh, with Nike, Nike, I'm going to, I don't want to name check one online uh, marketplace, but Nike has pulled out uh, all of its products. You can only get Nikes from Nike. Yeah, I know. Because I know of you... the counterfeit problems. Right. And other brands are mm. starting to follow suit because they're also having the same issue. Because we can go on Canal Street, but now you don't have to just go on Canal Street. You can go online. Online. And you can get fakes. I have a funny story. Uh, you can get fakes anywhere. Uh, I got for Christmas, Michael, uh, he wanted a Chris Kreider Ranger jersey, a winter classic jersey. And, yeah, it's like $400, $500. <gasps> I went online and I got it for less than $100. <laughs> and he was wearing it to the Ranger game and patches started falling off of it because... It was counterfeit. It wasn't stitched. The things weren't stitched. So yes. One thing fell off here and another thing fell At off At the there. game? <laughs> right before the game. And then, and then, um, uh. Oh, he must have lost Right his after beep. the game. Oh, oh I know. He, he was, was complicit. Pissed. He was complicit. He, How was he complicit? I told him afterwards. <laughs> I told him afterwards. And, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what you get. That's what you get. Buyer, beware. <laughs> fake buyer. Oh. But I've never seen, I mean, I've seen some fake, but I've never seen fakes fall apart like that before. I mean, that was pretty, that was pretty hysterical. But yes, that's a, that's money out of my pocket for something that's, you know, I, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but I sure did. I'm like, oh, get back on there. Stick back on there. <laughs> she went like this. Wow. Yo, lickety, oh, but then I felt the bad. I was like, oh, you, okay. Now yeah, you should have felt bad. I mean, why, why'd you do that? It's just because I, I didn't have no job. I know. And I wanted to buy a Christmas present that he wanted. Uh, so I think that's, that's part of it. Letters falling off. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> I didn't raise her that way, Michael. <laughs> but you know there are times when uh people don't they 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 uh they don't knowingly buy counterfeit stuff. That's that's where I see the real problem is. That's different. When you're buying something like on this marketplace and you thinking you're getting the real deal and then you, what you get is not. Right. That's a huge problem. Absolutely. That's that's a uh, That's why I don't like any of this. Well, it's something that's so big that another article I read, there's apparently this dude that does sneakers. He he does um, replica sneakers okay. so nicely that people go to him for the replica sneakers over the actual real sneakers because he changes what? a little something. He changes a little something about it that makes that sneaker better. So the the people are, they're going after these fakes, but the... The, they're going after these fakes because they think the fakes are better. It's like the fakes have been 
have their own brand. Does that oh, make any sense? Oh, my God. Do you know what I'm saying? I understand. I just don't know where this world is going This to. dude has, he, he's got a ghost name. It's David. It's like everybody online calls him <laughs> David. Generic. You got to go see David for your sneakers. And he works out of China, a province in of China. Of course he does. And, uh, and like he is sought after. This dude is. To make fakes. To make fakes. Because How much do these fakes go for? I, I, a couple hundred dollars less than the real thing, but they're still, he's. But his fakes are not cheap, is my point. Probably not, no. Holy, this is just. But they're still probably cheaper than the originals, but there's, they're not exactly the same. I mean, they're made in the same factory as oh, the, the originals. Same, oh, the same type. Oh, yeah, of he has them sourced out of the same factory. I guess he's got people in all these factories. But then he adds something just a little different, like uh, light up soles on one pair of sneakers that he that made it a totally different pair. But it was still a pair of Yeezys, but they, they had light up soles on them or something like that. I don't understand any of this. What when, do you, yeah, I mean, I just don't. When I was a kid, even uh, one of our one of our guests, Carlos Carlos Odesma, he reached out to me and he had heard our counterfeit podcast episode mm-hmm. topic and he remembered in Argentina as a kid like it would always be blatant like us too like you like you knew growing up if it was fake my whole point is now you just truly don't know you don't. like instead of pumas it'd read dumas you know like something <laughs> like that <laughs> no, for real and we'd be like hey hey ah! and particularly we'd always know someone who got those yeah you like, get those ah! at uh tg and y you get the fakes at tg and y i just i don't know i just don't, i mean you can see or pay less shoes i would get my fakes there i just don't understand yeah but to me that's that's still different i i i just you could tell i just don't understand it i don't understand any of this well i just don't i, I don't it's Creating quite a challenge online, as it as it used to be on the ground, and you know, different places in the world where you uh, have people selling fakes on the street. It's now moved online, and it, like you said, it's becoming more and more clever and harder and harder to stop. So, bananas, bananas. It's, yeah, oh, bananas. oh, it's bananas. Yeah, it's bananas. Well, I mean, just be careful out there. <laughs> I shall. I mean, I hope everything I have is real. Because I'm, I mean, I go to stores, <laughs> regular stores. Right. Well, you go, you go to the stores themselves. You don't yeah. really buy on these mass marketplaces that aggregate all these different things that you can get from this one place. No, no that's where really. a lot of it is. So, you should be safe. Thank God. But it, it's just interesting. I don't, it is very interesting. I, I like, would never dispute that. And then you know why? Yeah, why not buy the real thing? Oh, because it's too expensive. Okay. Uh, and, and then do without or and, and, get something and this else. thing is just as nice as the real thing. It's even better. Look, the soles light up <laughs> custom made. Yo, I'm so glad I'm grown. These are, these are difficult choices. These are for fashion also grown people. These and are kids. These are fashion fools. Fashion, fools. fashion, fools. fashion, fools. fashion fools. What? Foolish things are happening in fashion today, Reg. Men who don't polish their damn shoes. What? Exactly. Men who do not polish their shoes as a rule. Their dress shoes. Their that, casual shoes. I mean, isn't that... Shoes that are leather. Right. You gotta... You, you just, it's part of the game, right? It's part of... You get some leather shoes, you gotta polish <laughs> them, right? I mean, I never, I never felt it was a game. Here's you know my, what I mean. It's, I do. Here's my, here's my point. You see a lot of men 
if they even wear shoes, right? Because we've talked about that. Yep. We just talked about that in our most recent episode. And loafers are called shoes. Yes, because they are. So these individuals have decided that if they are going to wear shoes, that a style for them is not polishing their shoes. I was going to ask you, what if that's something that they're trying to... That's their, their steez. That's their ridiculous. Style. It's ridiculous. Don't let me explain why. Okay. Number one, leather is a skin. That's very important. To know. <laughs> so my point is, just like particularly if you look like me in search, when you come out the shower in the morning... If you don't want your skin to be ashy, you moisturize it. That happens to me, too. I have to moisturize every day. Okay, but you don't get ashy. That I guarantee. So my point is you have to do something to your skin in order for your skin to benefit. Otherwise, it's going to be dry and crackly. Right, and wrinkly and might break open. Or Yes, so it is no different for your skin when you come out the shower than it is for a shoe that you may wear either infrequently if you're smart to mitigate damage or often. And it's not just shoes, like leather coats too. You need to also polish and moisturize too. Sure, but... We're talking about shoes. We're talking about shoes. We're talking about those who choose not to do their shoes. So they they think it's a style. I think it's their quest for patina. So, but these people are going to wear their shoes out with such speed and alacrity that they're going to constantly buy the few shoes they do. It makes a lot more sense. Here's the very least you can do, ladies and gentlemen. You can just use neutral polish, the very least. Neutral meaning there's no color in it? Exactly. And it's just the wax? Or the cream. Okay. So, because there's a difference too, ladies and gentlemen. You have wax polish, like the traditional kiwi. Right. And then you have the cream, like melatonin. So I'm not familiar with the cream. I'm not familiar with the, you use it the same, clearly you don't use it the same way, do you? Or What I like to do, let's say if I have a pair of brown shoes, and they literally, you know, polish-wise, everything matches. So what I like to do is... I get the old school Kiwi. I usually use a rag. Sometimes I use a dauber. I mean, it's interchangeable. I use both. And the first thing I do is I try to work the stress lines because you need to really work that in. Okay. And then I just overall polish the shoe. But you've got to try to work the lines. And the reason why you work the lines, because if you don't, due to the stress, those lines, that's where the drying is going to happen, and that's when the crackle yep. is going to Because once happen. the leather is dry, it's going to rip. Yeah, it's it's a tough deal. So Moisturized leather, just like skin, is very hard to rip. Exactly. So I start with the wax, and I let the wax sit for around 24 hours. So, meaning, let's say I polish in the morning, and I just let it aside. And then oh. the next morning, yeah, because, hey, it should work in. So, and then... That next day, I'll polish, and then if I want to be super slick, then I'll take the melatonin, the cream, and put that on top. On top of the wax? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. With the melatonin, I don't wait. I don't know if I should. I probably should, but I don't. 
The wax, I definitely do. And then I brush that to a shine. Every once in a while, I'll hit it with the cloth. I'm not nearly as good as my late grandfather, but to his credit, he taught me a lot about shoe care, and that's why I have his old shoe shine kit. Nice. A.K.A. the boot black. Boot black kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I do love it. And so I do, do you like to do your own shoes? Or, yeah. Or do you like going to get your shoes polished? No. It's not like a spa for your shoe and you sit there and it's comforting. It's totally cool. And speaking of spa, big shout out to Leather Spa because that's where I have gotten it done. Okay. So particularly the one over in Midtown West. But they also have one downtown financial district. So, yeah, that, it's cool. But I think because I didn't grow up that way. I grew up polishing my shoes. Doing your own thing. My late grandfather polished shoes, taught me how to polish shoes. I polish shoes. But isn't it an indulgence that I like? Yeah, but I just don't think about it. Oh, okay. But it's cool. It you does st- look cool. cool. You stand, you sitting there reading the magazine of paper. Right? And you're yeah. getting your shoes yeah. all shined yeah. up and everything. Yeah, I just feel like I'm just not that guy. But it is slick. I want to do that. I have a <laughs> pair of uh, tall black boots I want to get done like that. Go to Leather Spa. They'll hook you up. All right. I will. Come on, guys. Get some polish in your life. Yeah, do it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you're spending a lot of money on these leather shoes. You're making an investment. So you have a way to keep your investment um, uh, flexible, shall we say? Shining is fly. Shining is fly. And there you have it. Get with it. All right, moving on. Speaking of, let's move on to our next subject, uh, the, uh, the se- segment we call I Must Have It. Okay, I Must Have It. I must must have it. it. And I have an I must have it today. What? Again. Tiff, take over number two. Well, it seemed seemed obvious that, you know, we're talking about polishing shoes and everything. Uh, The I must have it is custom made shoes. Oh, bespoke shoes? Yes. Talking my language. Yes. That's too rich for my blood. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little bit um, expensive, but listen. You're talking about John Lobb in it. Well, I don't know what that means. John Lobb. The uh, famous English shoemaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, you got George, all the knowledge over there. George Cleverly. Well, it just makes sense. If you're going to spend a couple of thousand dollars or more on a bespoke suit, yes. you got to invest in a in uh, do they call them bespoke shoes or and, and I mean if you're literally starting from uh, you know a last and a whole yeah then yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. made to order bespoke custom ordered shoes mm-hmm. and I mean it's something that that you you could have done right I, mean, I could have I mean I'm fortunate that my shoe size I mean I'm fortunate about my proportions overall so I'm an off the rack size when it comes to suiting I'm gonna keep it real. All right. I, have no, I have no, I have no problem with that. Uh, big shout out to uh, Hasib Khan of MTM Design. We just had a conversation about that because his whole premise, and I respect it. He was like, once you do bespoke or made to measure, you never go back. And my feeling is, for myself, much less my clients, I'm like, well, shoot him if you got him. If I can find something dope and it's off the rack because I'm an off the rack size, there you go. I'm going to do it. Right. If I want made to measure or bespoke, okay. But I'm never going to make an apology because I'll take an off-the-rack suit and either just straight up it's good and I'm fine, or maybe I'll make a tweak. 
Maybe I don't like the buttons of it. Swap out the buttons. You know, real simple stuff. But I know a lot of times tailors look at me and they think that everything is either bespoke or made to measure on me. And it's not. I'm, I'm going to keep it real. It's not. You are very fortunate. I am. It's a blessing. I know that. So when it comes to shoes, it's the same type of thing. I don't have an odd width. I mean, I have narrow feet, to be honest. I'm a D width, which is standard. So I don't have anything crazy going on that, to me, warrants that type of purchase. Okay. For me. But. Yes. It's out there if you wanted it. <laughs> and I think. Everything's out there if you want it. And particularly I, in New York. I, I like the idea. I like this idea. I don't like the price tag, of course. I can't. You get I, what you pay for. That's true. Starting from scratch. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of wonderful shoemakers out there for men. Men's shoes are always really, really. I mean, you can buy some real junk for women. But for men, I've always seen really nicely done men's shoes. It's like. I, I don't know. To me, I go into the uh, the, the women's shoe section of Macy's, and it's the entire freaking two avenues <laughs> deep. And then you go to the men's shoe store, and it's like a corner of one. A- it's like a, but everything in there is quality. It is, I you, you can tug on it, you can feel it's heavy, you can feel it. You know, most everything, in comparison. You know, yeah, you, I was gonna you, say because I think there are dogs. You know, in any store. Right. Well, also. uh, But to have a nice pair of custom-made shoes. That's hot. It is. And if you think about it, if you're going to wear, I mean, custom-made shoes you'll wear for, how how old is your oldest pair of shoes that you have? That you polish on a regular basis and that you get taken care of. You replace the heels and and the taps and you keep them nice. How old? If you're using taps, first of all, you'll never have to replace a heel. You could ask my client, Bob Bonnage. I gave him some knowledge on that. Good to know. I'm not really sure, to be honest. I'm better working in a different perspective. I gave away a pair of shoes like two years ago, a pair of Santonis, uh, lace-up, black, cap toes. I had those for 20 years. Holy crap. That's that's yep. 20 years. And for 20 years. I, I I tell you I never had a pair of shoes last me 20 years. 20 years. Ever 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 ever. The key to that though is twofold. It is shoe care that we just talked about. Yep. So you got to ride or die for your shoe care. No matter how you want to look all patinaed or roughed up or whatever. Take care of your shoes. Exactly. But number two, as I shared recently with a client, big shout out to Jordan Cisco, you have to mitigate you have to mitigate wear and tear. How you mitigate wear and tear is by having numerous pairs of shoes. So you can rotate them out. Exactly. And most guys they spend a lot of time in their sneakers and they wear the dress shoes and the nice leather shoes with their suits or their, you know, casual gear. So they probably don't get as much. They're not much. paying attention. They're not paying attention to this to this knowledge I'm dropping. Mm. Because to me, that's that's what it's about. If you do that, the only reason why I gave those Santonis away is that they started pinching me because candidly, I got a crack and I took them to Leather Spa. Big shout out to Leather Spa. And they put a new piece of leather. But that means when you do that pull and then you insert, it's a little smaller. Yeah. I have narrow feet as it is. And it was just rubbing. I put shoe stretch. I was just like, you know what? I've had them for 20 years. So what did I do? I gave it to the less fortunate. I gave them to the Bowery Mission. 
couldn't be happier about it. Right. Clearly, clearly I won, right? 20 years. Yeah. So. And I, the whole point of me asking you that is, uh, so the starting point, so there's a, there's a company, Paul Stewart. We talked about Paul Stewart as yeah, a designer. Yeah. Fashion hero. Fashion hero. Uh, well, he's, Love Paul Stewart. he's starting to offer custom made shoes, bespoke Damn. shoes. Uh, and it will consist of seven to 10 silhouettes and that will include loafers, Oxfords and monk straps, yep. and they're going to be starting around a thousand dollars, thousand to thirteen hundred dollars. But if you do the math and let's say divide that thousand dollars by ten, that's a hundred dollars a, a year. It's that's a, a great deal it because is. these shoes are custom made to your feet. They're going to last a lifetime if you take care of them. If you take care of them, I'll give you a great example. Not to belabor the point, today is drizzling rain. I have my galoshes in my bag. I did not take my galoshes out. I hope when I leave that it doesn't rain any heavier because if it does, then I will put on my galoshes. But my point is when I get home, I will be polishing my shoes. Because of the, yes. Just that slight moisture, yo. Got to do it. Got to do it. And also these pair of shoes I'm taking to the ATL. So got to get a little shine on it, a little Maybe do a little spit. <laughs> <laughs> like so back to the must-have-it item of made-to-order, custom-made yes. you're, you're, shoes. You're, you're putting Michael down into the program. That's what you're saying. Well, I, I, could, I seriously, and this is a lot of money for me to spend, seriously thought about this. Because, like I said, these shoes will be with him for the rest of his life. And if they'll he be takes swanky. care of them. And, and he will. You're telling me if I drop a dime like that, he is definitely going to take care of them. For sure. Drop Tiff dropping a G on Michael. Right? Man. Shh, don't tell him. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I wanted this to be because it is a cons- you, If you have a bespoke suit, go the next step. Take it top to bottom. Get those shoes. You will not be sorry. I hear you. And that is the end of my pitch. <laughs> and All my right. takeover. Yep. All right, Tiff. Let's do it. Fashion word of the day. Here comes the game that I always win. Fashion word word of the day. Not. (laughs) Uh, Well, the challenge for me is, you know, have already used the word, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. um, Let's see if I got one that I haven't used. You want me to go first? Sure. All right. So if this is the word of the day where I bring a word, he brings a word. We challenge each other how to spell it. We have words. Define it and use it in a sentence if we get it right. Yep, yep. So, all right. My word to you. Bird's eye. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Well, I know how to spell it. B-I-R-D-S-E-Y-E. All right, I'll give it to you. There's apostrophe S. But I'll, oh, come on. I'll give yeah. it to you. It is yeah. an, also a hyphenated word, so you didn't get the hyphen oh, either. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Bird's eye. Oh, crap. I used to know this. Uh, I'm just going to take a quick whiff, and then I'll probably just get buzzed. Um, you know, I, I can't remember. But. All right. Yeah. <laughs> word that we didn't use again. Bird's eye is a woven pattern. I know that, but I couldn't. It's a traditional. It. It's a traditional woven pattern, usually done in wool for suiting, or in silk for neckwear. 
It's a small dot pattern that it it, uh, it actually looks like a bird's eye. Oh my god! Isn't that awesome? For you, yes. <laughs> I'm wild. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! I win. Okay. All right. Certainly not competitive over there. Sorry. So, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I I, I could take it. Bring it. So, got that mama mentality. All right. Patch pocket. Patch pocket. P A T C H. Second word. P O C K E T. Patch pocket. Yep. It is a pocket that is attached. Did you say tis? I said tis. <laughs> Okay. Tis a pocket that is uh, it, it, in its manufacture laid on top of uh, the receiving fabric and stitched around. So it sits on the outside of your suit coat or your back of your jeans or your, you know, if you're into those kind of slacks with patch pockets in the front from the 70s, that's called a patch pocket. I hope search gives you extra bells. <laughs> Did I get it wrong? No, I said bells. Oh, I got it right. And yeah. I made a sentence at the same time. Yes, you rocked it. I made like three sentences. It. Wow, that was that was brutal. I, Good patch, for you, bad for me. Let me give you a little history on patch pockets. Okay. It's one of the first pocket, uh, first, I should say, the next thing I learned after sewing a seam was sewing patch pockets. Well, good for you. Yep, yep. I was uh, seventh grade. Man. I had patch pockets on a jumper I made. Oh, very nice. Yes, yes. Seventh grade, I was, I don't even know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. Thank well, you. We hope you had fun and are down for another one. Please tell your friends about us. Special shout goes to our producer, Search. And if you are uh, just joining us, thank you. Please, you know, tune in every other Monday, every other other Monday, because I travel a lot. Uh, we drop a new episode. Yeah. So uh, come back and visit us. If you've been with us the whole ride, we thank you. Uh, email us if you have any ideas about uh, something you'd like us to cover or, uh, you know, any words that you would like us to challenge each other with. Or if you, if you can think of a, another segment that you would like us to add. We're always up to changing things. You can either uh, email email us. At podcast at nyfashiongeek.com. Or you go to uh, the Instagram and yep, you New York Fashion Geek. DM. Also, if you're looking for some help with your style problems, style issues, or you just want a little bump up in the game, contact Rich. I could do that. Special shout out goes to the late B. Smith. We are mm-hmm. a fashion and, and style podcast, and she was the queen quite honestly, of style and fashion. That she was. Yeah, she started as a model. And then uh, she was the precursor to Martha Stewart. That is right. Uh, That's damn right. That is absolutely right. And she she has a restaurant on the... She had a restaurant. She had uh, two versions of that restaurant in New York City. I think it's still open. No, it's not. No, it's closed? Yeah. The the second iteration was on Restaurant Row. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have met her once. Um, she was a hero. I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. See you next time. And remember, always, always be, be fly. fly.